Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about the simple messages conveyed to your love in the act of giving flowers. And there's an anonymous quote that says, I don't want flowers on Valentine's Day because that's what you're supposed to do. I want flowers on Tuesday because you thought of me on your way home. Mm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the message that we're going to be talking about in today's show. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity for Tony and I to celebrate mm -hmm. the two of you, to celebrate transformation or a, a tremendous experience in your marriage. And this hug comes from a Facebook post from an Intimacy U member and starts off by saying, Friday night, our son married his beautiful wife. Mm. And I have to tell you, like literally when I just read that first line in the post, I thought how amazing that this couple is already starting with that phrase. And that phrase is significant to me because Tony's been calling me his beautiful wife now for the last eight or nine years. But just to hear that phrase at the start of the post was so powerful. It goes on to say, this is our, this is the first of our three to get married. It was a lovely experience despite a little pre-wedding stressors, which who doesn't have pre-wedding stressors? Yeah. She goes on to say, speaking of marriage, we are immensely grateful to Tony and Elisa and all of you for the experience of intimacy you over the last year were forever changed and impacted by the transparency, accountability, and community this group has provided. We are nearing our 30th anniversary and we are going into it with relationship tools and friendships that we will draw from to continue to grow and learn. But the greatest gain from this past year is hope, all capital letters. We can and will be more in love today than we have ever been, even on hard days or difficult seasons of life. We are not stuck. And I just like, it's so incredible. Mm to hear about a couple, to read this story and to see, you know what, after almost 30 years of marriage, to be in a place where your kids are getting married, but you're hopeful about your marriage, mm -hmm. right? And just that excitement and enthusiasm. And it's, it's just so incredible to see what Intimacy U has done for this couple. Yeah. And if you're interested in being part of Intimacy U, this is a 12-month group coaching that we do with couples from around the country. And we even have couples in Canada. You can apply for Intimacy U at IntimacyU.com. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's interesting. Last week we were talking about underwear and this week we're talking about flowers. And some of you may be going, okay, why, why are we talking about all the little things? And the truth of the matter is, is that sometimes the greatest transformation in a marriage is found in, in doing the little things. It's those little gestures that, that over time often either make or break a marriage. And sure. You know, I know it from ourselves. I mean, flowers, flowers have had all kinds of story in our marriage or like a narrative in our marriage over the years. And, you know, a few weeks ago was my birthday mm -hmm. and 
every year for literally as long as I can remember, easily as long as we've been married. So that's going on 25 years. Um, my parents have sent me flowers for my birthday. It, it's just, it's what my parents do. It, I always get a text a few days before that says, expect flowers to arrive, you know, on or around your birthday, depending on what time of week my birthday flows. And, you know, I get to enjoy them, right? They show up, they, they, you know, just bless our family. And then this year was extra special because our own two kids, um, our daughter told our son, you better get mom flowers for her birthday. So we came home um, after going to church that Sunday and there were flowers from the kids. Mm -hmm. And while we were at church that day, um, two young women who have become like surrogate daughters to us also showed up with flowers. Yeah. So mom and dad sends roses and then all of the kids, all of our kids bring me sunflowers. And it was having all of these flowers around, like literally on top of our kitchen counter, there were just like three fabulous bouquets of flowers. So we've got flowers everywhere. And we started having the conversation about flowers and marriage, mm -hmm. right? What does that look like? How, how do they make you feel? Is it, is it something that matters mm -hmm. to you? What's been that role of flowers in our own marriage? And, and it's interesting you bring this up again. Elisa shared at the top of this episode, it's the little things. Mm -hmm. It's the things we don't think about often in marriage, right? I mean, honestly, you probably found the One Extraordinary Marriage show because you're looking for something like maybe trust was broken or your sexual intimacy hasn't mm -hmm. been where it, you've wanted it or communication breakdowns, anger. You probably looked at all those things. And yet the simple act of giving and receiving flowers mm -hmm. can be a difference maker. And for many of you, you may be even just sitting there right now, just thinking about it as, as the giver, mm -hmm. what does that feel like for you? And as the receiver, what does that feel to you. Yeah, it's funny because I can think back to just our early dating. And you know, the first time that Tony ever gave me flowers was when I was getting ready to leave. Um, yeah, that was the first time. That was the first time. So I was getting ready to fly back to Indiana from Colorado, where I'd been doing that summer internship where we met and we're just supposed to be a summer fling, you know, 27 years later, yep. the longest summer fling. Um, and as we're recording this right now, it has been 27 years. We would have had our first kiss on Elisa's birthday, mm -hmm. which as of this recording was 10 days ago. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just interesting to think back that long ago, you know, mm -hmm. 20, Almost three decades. Yeah. It's, it, it's actually crazy because she went back and at the end of, um, July, you would have been going back. So we're right there. July, August, yeah, you're going August. back. I think it was August. Yeah. And I remember getting those roses to you. Mm -hmm. So first flowers, and it's like such a vivid memory, right? I remember walking through the airport with this dozen roses. And, and so that was the first time. And then um, for our first Valentine's Day, <clears throat> excuse me, um, he sent me three red roses, right? And so, so I got those. I actually thought I was going to get an engagement ring. So the roses, like that was a significant, like, wow. <laughs> we, okay. We've had that conversation even with our daughter, the, the setting the expectations and how I'm like, why would you think I'm giving I, you cause, cause an I wanted it engagement and, yeah. ring? It's our first Valentine's. And I, I felt like, hey, as a college student, three red roses being sent to you is that, was, that was probably as much as a, an engagement ring at that point in time. No, <laughs> But, you know, so, th so there was that. And then, you know, over, 
over the early years that we were together, you know, it would be random flowers here and there. But actually, in those early years when we didn't have any money, I used to say things like, like, I don't really care about flowers, you know, they just die anyway. And, and so it was always this like, and I think I was really just dismissing it because I didn't want you to spend money. It felt frivolous for you to spend money when I felt like we didn't have any money. And so here's it here is, as we look at the six pillars of intimacy, right? You may be wanting to do something for your spouse and yet there may be a crack, maybe in your financial intimacy, there may be something there where you're going, where you don't even know it, but your spouse is internalizing something. Mm-hmm. And so even in the simple act of buying flowers, there can be cracks that are revealed in your six pillars. In 2019, this is a couple of years ago, I made it a, just on my own, I, I just made this, let's just say vow with myself, that whenever I was by this certain flower shop, that was in North County Coastal here in San Diego, I would make sure it was actually a flower, what is it? It was a flower farm. They, they had okay. a farm and then they had a little, they had a little shop in the front of it. Mm-hmm. So whenever I would drive by, I'd make sure to just go pick up Elisa some flowers. And, and so, you know, because even two years ago, I, I would probably say, you know, I'd bring them here and there. Prior to that, I would bring them here and there because of Elisa's like, oh, don't worry about it. And I just said to myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just lavish Elisa a little bit. Mm-hmm. So why not go get her a flower every time I drive by this shop? It doesn't need to be crazy. It just mm-hmm. needs to be something. And that was really, you know, there was a transition over the course of time of just going from, you know, this frivolous expense to this acknowledgement because I didn't know that Tony had made that vow um, in 2019 of just saying, you know what, I'm just going to acknowledge Elisa. Like I'm going to do something for her and just say, Hey, you're special. Do you remember to me. getting those flowers? Oh, then? I totally remember. Okay, Cause like yeah. all of a sudden I'm like, wow, like I'm getting flowers more often. I don't, I don't know what, what this is about, but it's kind of nice because they would either, you know, brighten up the kitchen or I'd bring them up to my office and they would brighten up my office. And so, you know, you start looking at that and, and what, what's going on with your spouse? How do they internalize that? And, you know, it probably comes as no surprise that the most common times, four flowers to be given, you know, generally birthday, anniversary, Valentine's Day, like the opening quote, and Mother's Day. Those were the four most common responses. But, okay. But then there were all these other times that you all shared with us when we did the Instagram question a couple weeks ago. And, you know, it was things like maybe after a promotion or success at work, mm-hmm. right? Some kind of job success. After an argument, right? When somebody's trying to make up for something. Mm-hmm. You know, the flowers would come. Um, there were quite a few of you that just said, you know, it's totally random. And a number of you that said, I, well, we never do flowers. And then there were a few that said, unless I beg for it. Okay. And, and so it was interesting to see a sort of a common thread that was going through this concept of giving and receiving flowers. And very much whether it was, you know, those like three or four special days or you know, after an argument or, you know, some kind of success or that type of thing was the fact that flowers are really given as an acknowledgement of the other person. Mm, That's interesting. Right. Whether, whether you're acknowledging like their special day, like, Hey, it's your birthday. I'm giving you flowers or Valentine's day. Hey, I'm acknowledging that you're the love of my life or, you know, Hey, we've had an argument and I'm acknowledging that I, I need to repair something. There's flowers are an acknowledgement. And so when you start to look at that, you start to go, okay, what, what does this look like? What am I, how can I use flowers potentially in our marriage to be able to speak 
into it? And what's the message that my spouse is receiving? Because remember, you know, any type of, of communication mm-hmm. has both what's being said and how it's being received. And a gesture like giving flowers has language, mm-hmm. nonverbal language, it's non-verbal. that's being spoken and also being received. And so we want to really take a look about it because how you make, how you feel about it and how you make your spouse feel has a significant impact on the two of you. So let's talk about that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're back, and we're talking about the impact that you can have on your spouse when you give flowers. And, you know, I shared early on in the show today that I used to just poo-poo this idea. I was like, oh, stop. And I remember that, too. I, I remember that a lot. And we've talked a lot about power the, the power of words. Um, I'll look that episode up cause we have that, but even the, that, that gets spoken after a while and, and you think it's no big deal, but then how do you, how do you change that? Because you've said it for so long that your spouse is like, okay, well, I guess you don't want it, but now you want them. And I don't even think it was something that I knew that I wanted. Cause I think, yeah, and this is again, real quick on the power of words, you can say something so often in your marriage that it becomes a script that you both follow mm. that, you know, this language becomes this, this path that the two of you stay on. And so it was really, you know, we had this huge season where, you know, it was like completely random, maybe once, maybe twice a year where Tony would get me flowers. And then in 2019, I don't know. And I don't even know if you know what flipped that you made that commitment to yourself that you were going to do this. Um, I, you know what? I really don't remember in all honesty. I just felt like this was when I did do it, I felt like there needed to be a way for me, for me. And you brought it up the acknowledgement. Just to acknowledge all you're doing and mm-hmm. all you do do. And I felt like it was a very little thing in the grand scheme of our marriage and all that you do for us and myself. I was like, you know what? This is this is just something I could do. The tying it in for me personally with that with that flower shop and that flower farm 
was significant mm. because it, it took me out of my normal day to day. You and I both know. I mean, there's there's a flower shop five minutes from us. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's right here. Right. I, and I bought flowers from there, but there was something significant about that flower shop and that farm that made me just go, oh, I'm right here. And I remember one time driving by it and just like missing it. And it's like, oh, shoot. And had to go down on the light or whatever the, the street was and, and turn around. And I made it over there. And, and I was like, oh, I need to buy Elisa flowers. Mm. So that was it. Um, the episode I'm thinking about is 633, The Words You Speak. Okay. So I'll put a put a link to that in the episode notes here for you guys. I, I do want to, you know, come back to this place, though, of how does it make potentially make your spouse feel when you give them flowers? And some of the responses we got were, it makes me feel cherished, mm. appreciated, valued, special, seen, loved, thought of. And I'll come back to that thought of in just a second, because I've got a great story from a coaching client around that. But, you know, a couple of the other um, comments around how it makes you feel, makes you feel, a couple of people said it makes me feel annoyed if it only mm -hmm. happens when we've had a fight. Okay. That's always, if it's always the makeup gesture mm -hmm. that annoys me. Okay. Uh, a couple of people said, you know, it makes me feel extra special if it's not on a typical holiday or a gift day. Again, right? birthday, wedding, anniversary, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day type thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that thought of it was interesting. I was uh, working with uh, clients a couple of weeks ago and we were, I don't even know how we got on the topic of flowers, but the wife was saying that, you know, a few years ago and they live out in a part of the country where it's okay to pick wildflowers. I'm not sure in California you're allowed to pick wildflowers just because we seem to have laws for everything, but he had pulled off to the side of the road picked some wildflowers and brought those home to so her. So bundled them up and bundled and them. Put you know, them in like I mean, literally just like in his hand. You okay. know, I mean, it wasn't like, like, you know, Love twine and, and raffia and all these kinds of, you know, fabulous things, but he just come in the door with these wildflowers. And there was something so significant. You could see it in her face as she relived this memory of just, you know what he had to, he had to see those flowers. He had to pull off to the side of the road. He had the thought those would be great for my wife. And then he, he stopped and he just made it happen. And I think, you know, there's so much to that of going, okay, how, how do we create the warm fuzzies, mm -hmm. right? In our spouse, how do we acknowledge that, you know what, instead of poo-pooing it, what could I accomplish through this form of nonverbal communication? If, and again, I'm not saying, and most people that responded to this were very clear. Like, I don't want to get flowers every week. I know there are a few of you that love getting your flowers every <laughs> week. So I'm not saying Some of your stop. Coaching clients. I, yeah, I do have a few coaching clients for whom flowers is definitely a love language. Um, but you know, there are a lot of people that are like, Hey, just, just be random, be spontaneous, be thinking of me. Like if I cross your mind, like Tony said, if I cross your mind and you're going past the one flower shop where you said, this is going to be the year where when I pass this flower shop, I'm going to buy her flowers or get him flowers, whatever, like do it. Mm -hmm. Honor your word. You know, and, and I have to share with you guys, one of the other interesting things about prepping for this show is is even finding out what flowers are significant to all of you. Mm, yeah. This was actually like, and I, and I think this is half the battle. I'll, I'll have to say when we get into our emotional intimacy, mm -hmm. if we're going to have this conversation. This might be half the battle is just knowing and, and sharing mm -hmm. because that helps out. Like over the years, I mean, Hey, I grew up in Southern California seeing my dad, we do what we've seen, right? So if we don't do, if we're doing that and we're 
giving flowers that we've seen our parents give one another or, mm-hmm. or somebody else in our lives who mentored us or whatever, but we never ask our spouse. We're, we're giving them something that maybe they don't want. Mm-hmm. And so roses was a thing. Like my dad would give my mom roses. I, I remember that. And I don't remember the times and it being super, vi- but I remember those were things that he would do. And so it wasn't until Elisa and I just had these, it's the random conversations. It's, it's making a time, making a moment, stepping out and just even on a date and just going, what are your favorite flowers? Mm-hmm. And, and in today's day and age, for goodness sakes, put it in your phone, do a voice message, voice note, whatever you want to do, and you have it. And it's done. And it could be there for a year or two years, and then you bring it up again. These aren't things that were... This episode, you guys, is one you can listen to once a year and maybe bring it up again. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But the different flowers was really interesting to learn. Yeah, because, you know, again, I mean, I think we were probably, for Tony and I, probably two or three, maybe even four years in when I mentioned something about sunflowers, right? So we'd, we'd had a few flower exchanges mm-hmm. um, prior to that. And, you know, all of a sudden he's like, you like sunflowers? How did I not know that? And, and it's become a thing for the last 21 years. Um, but here, you know, here's what some of you shared. Some of you really love calla lilies, Mm. which are, you know, big, beautiful lilies. And I actually want to say, if you don't know what some of the flowers are that I'm about to mention, Google it, Mm -hmm. right? Google different flowers. Um, some of you said daisies and hydrangeas and tulips and the wildflowers came up and hyacinths and sunflowers and baby's breath and carnations, right? So there was all of this different, literally like like the full spectrum between tiny, delicate little, you know, side of the road wildflowers to roses of all different colors, shapes, and sizes. Again, we talked about words have meaning, right? Mm-hmm. And the words of flowers have meanings as well. So you can really sort of dive into this and start to go, oh, wow, what does that really mean? Because you may just go, I don't know, like whatever you want to get, or I don't have a favorite flower. So just FYI, I just I just go, what do tulips represent? Mm. Just because I just want to know. So the most known meaning of tulips is perfect and deep love. That That is just the meaning of tulips. And to give those and to know that, look at the representation. It's not just the giving of this flower anymore. If it truly means something to you, you're like, a tulip is perfect and deep love. What does that represent for your marriage? What does it mean between the bond between you two? What does it mean when you look at your six pillars of intimacy to know that it's perfect and deep love because of the symbol or the, the act of giving mm-hmm. this tulip to your spouse. It, it allows you to take both your emotional intimacy and, and, you know, even the aspect of your financial intimacy, right? Because, you know, when you're buying flowers, there is an aspect of that depending on how big or elaborate you go. But it's really looking at that emotional intimacy and saying, what can I, what can I convey to you? Like even Tony just saying that about the tulips, how could you share in a note to your spouse when you're giving the flowers, you know, honey, I I discovered that tulips mean, what was it? Perfect and deep love, perfect and deep love. So you just said sunflowers because I just want to look it up. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Symbolizes loyalty, adoration, uh, adoration. Thanks to the myth. I don't know what that is. Some, I think that's some Greek, that's some Greek mythology. Let's just go. It's loyalty. Mm. Which is an interesting thing because that is actually one of my core values is loyalty. Yep. And so it's... And being a happy flower. 
it's a happy flower. <laughs> it's a happy flower. <laughs> it's a happy flower. Um, but that, it, you know, it's interesting that that flower resonates so much with me because loyalty is one of my core values. And so it's, you know, it's these little things that you can actually, like you can Google, if you want to share something in a flower and you can say, you know, Google what flower represents deep love. And it may pop up with tulips. And then you write that in the note to your spouse. Like I got you tulips this week because it represents deep love. And that's how I feel about you. All of a sudden that connection changes. It's not just like swinging by the grocery store and picking up whatever, you know, and I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm not poo-pooing it. Right. But I, I'm just saying you can actually use this act, this very simple act mm. of giving a flower to your spouse to not just create those those feelings of connection and the emotional intimacy, but also to, you know, add in a deeper meaning, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, whether, whether we're talking about underwear like we did last week or even talking about flowers this week, you know, Tony brought up a really good point. I just want to share this with all of you. It's kind of a side note. I hadn't even planned on it, but add, create a notes file mm. on your phone, right? When your spouse gives you these insights, on what they like or what their sizes are or what their favorite color is, whether we're talking flowers or underwear or whatever it might be, their favorite chocolate, their favorite drink, start storing that information, create your own manual for your spouse so that when you do these things, you're actually just deepening that connection with them. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, gosh, this week it's flowers. It's about flowers. And so honestly, there's a couple ways you guys can go. One is your emotional intimacy. Have a discussion. Take five, 10 minutes, go on a walk and talk, make it happen. Number two, go get some flowers. You know, grab some flowers this week. Do something a little different maybe that you haven't done before. You know, go out of go out of your comfort zone and, and bless your spouse mm-hmm. in a way that maybe they don't typically get because it's some random week in the middle of summer. What would that look like for you and for them? Hey, and when you do go get those flowers, make sure to tag us. Go over on to Instagram, tag us in there at One Extraordinary Marriage. We love to share. Do it a story or a post. Hey, we love sharing your guys' wins there as well. So you guys have yourselves a fantastic week. I hope you get some flowers that brighten your day and give some flowers to brighten somebody else's day, your spouse. All right. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys. <laughs>